I want to thank Mitch for his service and all of those on the nominating committee who served to put together this slate. All right. And we'll take them in the order that the report was delivered. Madam Chair, Madam Chair may I have the floor point of Point, point of, of order. order? Yes. Just identify yourself, please. Chris Prentice from Texas. Thank you. Just realized, based on the outcome of the uh, constitutional amendment that was defeated, we have two candidates from the state of Maryland, Patrick Sheehan and Penny Reader. Uh, they're for a board of directors. Penny Reader is for the board of publications. Okay. Yes, thank okay. you. Never mind. Thank you. No problem. All right. Nominations are open for the first director position. The name of Katie Frederick from Ohio has been placed into nomination. Are there any other nominations? Are there any other nominations? Are there any other nominations? Hearing none, a motion has been made and seconded that nominations cease and that a unanimous ballot be cast for Katie Frederick. All those in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Congratulations, Katie. Yay. Katie, are you at a mic? I am. I was uh, tangled up on my iPad headphones. <laughs> but thank you, everyone. Thank you very much for your vote. It's been a pleasure serving on the board for the past four. And here's to the second four. Let's go ACB for a brighter future. Thank you. She's a hardworking board member, and I value her contributions. Thank you, Katie. All right. Second board of directors position. The name of Patrick Sheehan has been placed in nomination from Silver Spring, Maryland. Are there any other nominations for the floor? Are there any other nominations from the floor? Are there any other nominations from the floor? All right. Motion has been made and seconded by several voices to cease nominations and to cast a unanimous ballot for Patrick Sheehan. All those in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Congratulations, Patrick. Patrick, are you at a microphone? I sure am. Thank you very much, ACB, for the confidence that you've shown in me. I will give you my very best over the next four years. Go ACB. Thank you very much. Thank you, Patrick. Congratulations. Our third board of directors position, the name of Jeff Tom from Sacramento, California, has been placed in nomination. Are there any other nominations from the floor? Are there any other nominations from the floor? Are there any other nominations from the floor? Hearing none, several voices saying to um, close nominations and cast a unanimous ballot for Jeff Tom. All those in favor say aye. aye. Opposed? Congratulations, Jeff. Jeff, are you at a microphone? Yes, I am. Thank you. I am humbled to be, uh, again, working for all of you in ACB, and together we will face and conquer our challenges. Thank you very much. Thank you, Jeff. 
Thank you very much. The next position for Board of Directors, the nominating committee has placed into nomination the name of James Crott from Miami, Florida. Are there any other nominations from the floor? Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll have to deem that one out of order. <laughs> <laughs> Are there any other nominations from the floor? That's very, couldn't have been any better. All right, for the third and final time, are there any other nominations from the floor? A motion has been made and seconded by several voices to close nominations and to cast a unanimous ballot for James Crott. All those in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Congratulations, Jim. Welcome to the ACB Board of Directors. Are you at a microphone? I'm at a microphone. Ah. <laughs> it was not on. Okay, very good. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, it's an honor after 32 years, 42 years, to finally step up to the plate and do what I think Derwood McDaniel would have liked me to do. He brought me in and I will do my best to work with all of you to, to serve, improve, help, and direct uh, this organization. I apologize for missing last night's uh, Candidates Forum. I did not know it was going on. I should have. Um, when I found out that I wasn't there and should have been, uh, many of you know I've been suffering some extreme back and leg issues and I was not in a position where I could have walked back from where I was to participate in the forum. So I humbly apologize to all of you. Thank you. Thank you, Jim. Thank you. Congratulations. All right. For the final board of directors position, the name of Michael Talley from Alabama has been placed into nomination. Are there any other nominations from the floor? Are there any other nominations from the floor? Are there any other nominations from the floor? All right, hearing none, a motion has been made and seconded to close nominations and cast a unanimous ballot for Michael Talley. All those in favor say aye. Opposed? Congratulations, Michael. One of our 2018 leadership fellows. And did he ever step up to leadership? Michael, are you out of microphone? Yes, ma'am, Madam President. <laughs> Go ahead. Thank you so much to everyone for your confidence. I will work tirelessly to help in any way that I can. I, I believe in serving, and this is a great organization, and we're all going to work hard to make it even greater. Thank you. Thank you, and welcome. Congratulations. All right. We will now move on to the Board of Publications. The first position on the Board of Publications, I believe, was listed as Paul Edwards. It was. All right. Are there any other nominations from the floor? Are there any other nominations from the floor? Third time. 
Are there any other nominations from the floor? All right. Motion has been made and seconded to close nominations and cast a unanimous ballot for Paul Edwards for the Board of Publications. All those in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Congratulations, Paul. Paul, are you at a microphone? I am. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much. It um, will give me great pleasure uh, to make ACB's image shine. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. The next position on the Board of Publications, the name of Deborah Cook Lewis from Washington State has been placed into nomination. Are there any other nominations from the floor? Any other nominations from the floor? Any other nominations from the floor? All right, a motion has been made and seconded to cease nominations and to cast a unanimous ballot for Deb Cook-Lewis. All those in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Congratulations, Deb. Are you at a microphone? Yes, I am. Thank you so much, everyone, for your votes. I have thoroughly enjoyed um, serving on the Board of Publications. And as uh, Michael Talley and I can both tell you, the the, uh, Leadership Fellows Program is a really good idea because it is a way for us to get new leadership into the organization. And I was a Leadership Fellow two years ago. And I really thank you all for your continued support. I look forward to serving another two years on the Board of Publications. Thank you, Deb. Congratulations. All right. For the final spot on the Board of Publications, the name of Penny Reader has been placed into nomination. Are there any other nominations from the floor? Madam President. Katie Frederick. Katie Frederick. I would like to nominate Vicki Prayan. Vicki Prayan from Columbus, Ohio, has been nominated. Are there any other nominations from the floor? Are there any other nominations from the floor? I think that's enough time, so I lost track there for a second. All right. So is there a motion to close nominations? So moved. All right. All those in favor of closing nominations, say aye. Opposed? Very good. All right. We have two candidates. So we get to have an election. Do you remember the election we had a few minutes ago? (laughs) All right, so a few things have to happen, especially during the individual secret ballot process. Shh. All right. So it's time to settle back down in your chairs, stretch your legs, get ready for a little time to sit. And our voting team is getting ready. And if they are ready, we will proceed to distribute. We're going to close the doors. Time to close the doors. Oh, my gosh. Did I forget something like speeches? (laughs) That was just a quiz to make sure you were awake. And you are all A students because you are and I'm not. (laughs) All right. So our candidates hopefully will have, 
will be at a microphone and they will have identified two speakers if they wish. There's a total of five minutes for both speakers. And I will recognize um, Penny Reader to identify her speakers. Thank you, Kim. My speakers uh, will be Paul Edwards and Michael Byington. Thank you. All right. Um, no. I want to alert you that ballots are being distributed. So you listen and hold your ballot, safe and sound, just like last time. Keep it safe. And when we're done with speeches, I will give you the directions. All right. Paul Edwards, you are first. Go ahead. Ladies and gentlemen, it gives me great pleasure to recommend for the Board of Publication the name of Penny Reader. Penny, as many of you who've been around for a while may know, was actually editor of the Braille Forum for a while. Penny has also been active in serving in a wide range of jobs in ACB and in her state affiliate and locally. She works as an access technology specialist she writes, she reads, she works hard for ACB in a variety of ways. She's currently president of Guide Dog Users, and she has, over the past several years, been active in trying to make things better uh, for Guide Dog teams. I believe that what she'll bring to the Board of Publications is a capacity to write a knowledge of what a magazine ought to be like, and a capacity to ensure that the kind of image that ACB represents for our organization is increasingly effective. I would urge each and every one of you to vote for a lady who has the experience and the capacity to significantly improve the quality of everything the Board of Publication does and urge you to vote for my friend Penny Reader. All right. We recognize um, your second seconding speaker, Michael Byington, and there's about two minutes remaining. Thank you very much. I first got to know Penny Reader uh, really as... Uh, a fellow delegate to uh, a Joe Taylor meeting uh, held by AFB uh, just shortly before she became editor of the Braille Forum. As, a, uh, as two or three people who were involved with ACB sort of got together, Debbie Grubb and Penny and I spent a lot of time discussing issues, and I was absolutely impressed by her interest in democracy, her interest in a free press, and her knowledge of uh, the issues in blindness and visual impairment that ACB is dealing with. Penny uh, does hail from uh, the back east, but her uh, spouse was raised in Kansas. I have had the opportunity to read numerous letters to the editor and comments from a very proud mother-in-law who is so pleased with Penny's work and I will tell you that Penny's writing is a writing which is clear and concise, 
but sometimes will raise controversy, which is exactly what we should be doing in ACB and in the Board of Publications, thoroughly examining issues and examining all sides of issues. Penny posted something on the uh, listserv just recently, which I edited further a little bit and put in our newsletter. Sure enough, articles came in wanting to continue that discussion. It was related to one of the issues about guide dog access recently. I was so proud to have Penny as a friend and as a colleague and as an expert in so many fields, in so many fields of editing and access and an understanding of the issues and the democratic principles that are all part of ACB. I encourage you to vote for her and I thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Vicki, would you tell us who your speakers will be? Try again. Okay. I became, this is Katie, Katie. point of order. Because she's on the information desk, I'm trying to oh. get her on the phone. Oh, that's okay. So can you, I'm trying to hold the phone up. Oh, oh that's. Yeah, hold on. All right. It might work. I don't know. Turn the volume up real loud. Yeah, hold on. Well, we do recognize that Vicki is at the information desk, so. All right, try again. Yeah. Okay. We can't get On behalf it, of Vicki, Katie, would you go ahead and tell yes. us who her speakers will be? Yes. Yeah, so her speakers are Katie Frederick and Karen Spry. Okay. Katie, go ahead. Thank you. I strongly encourage everyone to consider voting for Vicki Prayan to a seat on the Board of Publications. Vicki has, Vicki was an English instructor at the Hadley Institute for several years. Vicki has also edited our newsletter in Ohio, the Ohio Connection. She has very strong writing and editing skills, as well as leadership skills. Vicki has served as the president of the American Council of the Blind of Ohio, has served as a board of director for the organization, has served as a local chapter president and secretary, as well as currently holds the position of executive director of the American Council of the Blind of Ohio. I believe that Vicki would be a fresh new asset and bring a strong perspective and great skills to the ACB Board of Publications, and I ask for your support of Vicki. Thank you. Thank you, Katie. Karen? Go ahead. I'm a terrible speaker. <laughs> 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 Take a deep breath and do your best on behalf of Vicki, okay? Deep breath. I believe Vicki will be an asset to the Board of Publications. She is excellent at editing and writing. <laughs> Organization. Thank you, Katie. <laughs> and I think she would do, be wonderful as an as <clears throat> on the Board of Ed <laughs> Publications. Thank you. Thank you, Karen. Thank you. 
All right. All right, we've completed the speeches. How about that? Now we can go back to that paragraph I was talking about before (laughs) about your ballots. All right, we are ready to begin the voting process. I want to be sure, does everyone have a ballot? No, there's quite a few no's. Okay, stand up, wave your arms. We'll finish distributing the ballots. Okay, good, good. All right, while we're wrapping up distribution, Mark Reichert is ready with another resolution. Ladies and gentlemen, let's hear it for the Marrakesh Express. It's a train station. you got to do that sort of thing. Uh, whereas, on June 27th, 2013, the World Intellectual Property Organization, or WIPO, assembled in Marrakesh. Individual. Huh? Hold on. Whereas, come on. Don't do this to me now. You've been so good all week. Assembled in Marrakesh, approved a treaty committed to ending the accessible book famine for people who are blind or who have other so-called print disabilities. And whereas this historic treaty is the product of an unprecedented consensus among the international publishing industry, a united blindness uh, consumer community, advocates for public libraries, and a host of governmental and non-governmental organizations from around the world. And whereas five years and one day from when the Marrakesh Treaty was introduced to the world, the United States Senate with unanimous consent ratified the Marrakesh Treaty and passed legislation necessary for the U.S. to be in full compliance with its requirements. And whereas all that remains for the United States to become the 40th country to enter into this treaty is to have the President of the United States deposit the signed treaty with the World Intellectual Property Organization and Whereas, in order to allow the treaty to become fully implemented in the U- in U.S. law, the U.S. House of Representatives must itself move to pass S-2559, the Marrakesh Treaty Implementation Act, already passed by the Senate, which, uh, which will make the necessary changes to U.S. copyright law. Now, therefore, be it resolved that this organization immediately call upon President Donald J. Trump to promptly deposit the Senate-approved Marrakesh Treaty with the World Intellectual Property Organization, and be it further resolved that ACB urge the leadership and membership of the U.S. House of Representatives to take up and pass 
uh, S-2559, the Marrakesh Treaty Implementation Act, so that the legislation can be transmitted as soon as possible to the White House for the President's signature. A proud moment for all of us, and ACB was right there at the table, including our uh, former colleague and friend, Melanie Brunson. Uh, and uh, so uh, uh, we most assuredly recommend a due pass. With several seconds that I hear... This is a particularly important resolution to me and my work as a librarian. I'm so proud, and I've worked hard on this. So all those, any discussion, can't imagine, but any discussion, hearing none, all those in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed. Congratulations to all of us for Marrakesh. All right. Has, does everyone have a ballot? Is there anyone in here who does not have a ballot? All right. We will proceed. The candidates are Penny Reader and Vicki Prayan. To vote for Penny Reader, tear one corner from your ballot. To vote for Vicki Prayan, Remove two corners from your ballot. One for Penny, two for One for Penny, two for Vicky. Okay? Very good. And be sure that you remove the corners you intended to remove. <laughs> All right. Cast your ballot, and I'll turn to Mark Reichert to read another resolution. Can you put that in for me? Thank you, sir. All right. The ballot collection process is beginning. As I said, we have a number of anniversaries to commemorate this resolution. Not only commemorates one, but uh, reaffirms a long-standing position of ACB. This is about our supporting our friends in the Randolph Shepard program. Whereas Randolph Shepard Vendors of America RSVA is celebrating its 50th birthday this year. And whereas in recent years, RSVA has worked hard to assure that the Department of Defense continues to recognize the ability of blind vendors to receive the right to provide services in military dining facilities. Uh, Now, therefore, be it resolved by us that this organization congratulates our RSVA affiliate on their 50th birthday and reaffirms our commitment to support the right of blind vendors to continue to receive priority to bid on military dining facilities. We, of course, say happy birthday with a due pass. Happy birthday. All right. Motion has been made and seconded. Point of information, please get to a microphone. Okay, this is Artis from Randolph Shepard. Um, the purpose for this resolution, uh, which we carried forward, was because the Department of Defense is currently pushing towards self-feeding. And self, this was self-what? I'm sorry. Uh, they're pushing for self-feeding. In other words, doing it themselves. And this was taken out of the resolution altogether. 
Perhaps one of my colleagues on the resolutions committee can address our rewrite from last night. Is there someone from the committee to speak? Okay. All right. Thank you. Perhaps you can clarify the terminology artists use that I'm not familiar with. Okay, self-feeding. Self-feeding means that they want to take it over themselves and do their own cooking and do their own uh, feeding of the troops versus doing an outside contract like with Randolph Shepard or, you know, other entities. Thank thank you for the clarification. I appreciate it. Yes, go ahead. Madam President, this is Paul Edgers from the Resolutions Committee. Um... Basically it's, basically, it's our view that, um, or, or it was certainly our view in terms of the rewrite last night, that the primary objective is to reaffirm ACB's continuing support for RSVA continuing um, to be given priority in military dining facilities. Um, I would, I would, and, and I don't think the resolutions committee would regard it as an unfriendly amendment um, to incorporate uh, opposition to um, self-feeding in the resolution. And so I would regard it as a friendly amendment, and I hope that the chair would as well. Yeah, that's fine. All right. All right. Artist, does that yes, that resolve fine. your issue? Okay, thank you. Okay, thank you very much. All right. Is there any other discussion? Hearing none, all those in favor of the resolution signify by saying aye. Aye. Opposed? No. The resolution is adopted. All right. The ballot distribution process is ongoing. They're collecting ballots. So um, the doors can now be opened and people can come and go. They're still collecting. I'm sorry. I forgot to ask them if they were done. All right. Don't move too much. Stop. Freeze. (laughs) Wait until all ballots have been collected. My apologies. Before you can exit the room. Okay? So, they're still being collected. And I will turn to Mr. Reichert for another resolution. Guys, we're cooking with gas. We are cooking with gas. This resolution is about paratransit. How many of you are absolutely just in love with paratransit? I mean, you, 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 you want to ask your paratransit driver out for, you know, drinks, you know, maybe even, well, whatever. We're not going there. All right. Hush. Thank you so much. Whereas many seniors and persons with disabilities, including people with visual impairments, rely on paratransit as their primary or frequent mode of transportation. And whereas paratransit programs operated by local providers vary widely in their policies and procedures that they adopt and in the rules established by local governments for their operation. And whereas most paratransit riders have encountered difficulties regarding such key issues as scheduling, 
timeliness of rides, location of pickup and drop-offs, availability of door-to-door or curb-to-curb service, methods of transferring between trips across provider or district boundaries, procedures, and criteria for establishing and maintaining eligibility for services, methods and timely resolution of complaints, and other issues arising from resource limitations, which significantly and consistently affect the rider's ability to participate in the economic and social life of their communities. Now, therefore, be it resolved by this organization, if we can get through it, that this organization work uh, with work for the establishment of a state legislative task force on paratroopers. Okay. We're going to suspend talk on this. This is an old version. I apologize. I'm, I'm going to, while he's um, correcting the situation, I would ask, are there any people who still have a ballot in their possession? Anyone, please stand. Not getting anyone with a ballot. That's a good sign. All right. Good. All right. So people can leave the room now if they want. It what? <laughs> ballot collection. Okay. Okay, I think that's And we think Mark thinks he's back on track. Okay. I think I think we're in, we're back in business here. Okay. Ay, ay, ay. Fun, fun, fun. <laughs> you got all the whereases. Uh, that this organization uh, urge its state of uh, chapters to establish a state legislative task force on paratransit services, which would include the following. So in other words, this is all about encouraging state chapters to set up something along these lines. This is modeled after what was done in California. Uh, representation, legis- uh, hold on, right, with the following representation on this task force, legislators or other designees, local and regional entities that fund paratransit services, large and small fixed route providers, and members and representatives, uh, come on of fixed route providers and members and representatives of disability and senior advocacy organizations who are active paratransit users themselves. And be it further resolved that this task force, that such a task force would identify, disseminate, and disseminate best practices on paratransit issues, including those set forth in this resolution. We recommend a due pass with my apologies for the reading. All right. Madam, um, Re- Madam the motion, President. The resolution ha- has been, uh, motion's been made and seconded. There we go. Who's requesting the floor? This is Teresa Petri from Arkansas. I would like to see a stipulation put in there somewhere about 
every three or four years, people who have been uh, consumers of the paratransit services and who have been using it for 20 plus, 30 plus years, whatever the reason is, nothing has been changed in their disability, yet we still have to go get a statement from our eye physician. And I think that's ridiculous. Madam President. So, Madam yes, President, I want to uh, recognize Mark this to clarify. This resolution addresses that issue by identifying very clearly that these various jurisdictions apply all kinds of wild and crazy inconsistent rules. So, what this resolution ultimately encourages our state chapters to do is to work back home by establishing and doing what California did in calling for the establishment of a task force that builds all these various players in together so that you can advocate exactly what you just passionately advocated for. Uh, Doug Powell from Virginia. Mike Cadino. Okay. I will recognize um, Doug and then Mike. Thank you. Um, My concern about this is that a lot of the problems are with how the federal uh, law and regulations, uh, uh, their guidelines, and all, you know, the states are following their guidelines. So, uh, and uh, nothing at the federal level is being addressed in this uh, resolution. I would like to, uh, so I vote to refer this to the transportation uh, committee to uh, expand and, you know, and, and, uh, further clarify what it is that we want to be uh, resolving as an organization. Right, there's a motion, a motion to refer this to the Transportation Committee. So does anyone want to speak in support of that motion to refer? Okay, you don't need to. Michael Bynes didn't speak against <laughs> All right, I'll recognize that. I'll take someone. Well, I'll go ahead and take the opposition, and then when the, the in favors get to the mic, we'll hear from them next. Uh, Michael Byington. Michael Byington. Michael Byington, one more time. Mike Cadino. We're, we're uh, adjusting who stands in front of the microphone. <laughs> The person who wants to speak now would be a good choice. <laughs> Karen Campbell in support of referring. I, uh, I want to speak against the motion to refer simply because I believe that the paratransit issues are so important that are going on throughout our affiliates in this nation right now that ACB needs to craft a resolution on this topic today. If this motion to refer fails, it is my intent to then uh, move to refer this back to the resolutions committee to address a number of issues which I and perhaps others will articulate. Uh, Thank you. All right. Thank you. I'm going to recognize someone speaking in favor of referral referral. to the transportation committee. Go ahead. Um, I think that there are many issues here um, that need addressing, including the largest piece of this, which is the federal issues um, that aren't even spoken of in this resolution. And I think that the Transportation Committee can 
address those issues and all the other issues that are present, uh, be they state or local, and, uh, and come back with a recommendation um, in the future. So I would urge a vote to refer. Rick Moore, Massachusetts. All right. Madam President, I, um, I think I heard Mike Godino. Were you speaking in, in, favor. in favor? Okay, then I need an, an opposition. I need an op- in opposition to. I'm I in opposition. Okay, Jeff Trevino also for. Yeah. Okay, okay. Jeff. so uh, the Transportation Committee can still act on this paratransit issue. There's nothing that would preclude them from doing so. But as we know, this is really a local issue. And frequently what the locals do can be governed by best practices that the states can come up with. Unfortunately, we aren't going to be able to change the federal guidelines anytime soon on paratransit. And that's just a reality. And that's why last year when we had a door-to-door resolution on paratransit, we didn't ask that the feds do something because we know they're not going to. So the best option is for states to, to get off the dime to get some best practices out there to the local transit providers, and then at the local level, you in you know Topeka, Kansas, and me in Sacramento, and everywhere throughout this country, got to work for better paratransit services, and that's the reality of the situation. So I urge the, a no vote on this, and a, and a, and I urge adoption of the resolution. All right. Is there a speaker wishing to speak in favor? in favor? In favor. Go ahead, Deb. I think that. The states... Closer to the mic, please. I believe that the states use the federal mandates as a reason not to do the right thing. And when you consider something like the three-quarters of a mile with um, parent transit running where fixed routes run, then I live across the street, and that prohibits me from getting service on Sunday. So I think that we need to advocate for ourselves and not rely on the states to do the right thing because if they have a federal mandate to opt out, they will. And I think we need to give the strongest uh, resolution that we can. And in order to do that, it needs to go to the Transportation Committee so that we're saying one thing in unity and not something now and then something else later. Yeah. Rick Moore in Thank Massachusetts. You. I recognize Rick Moran in opposition. Mike Cadino in favor. Um, okay. I, I very much agree with what Jeff Tom said previously. Um, if the whole purpose of, trans, of sending it to committee is to try to uh, engage with federal legislative efforts, um, I really believe that's ill-advised. Should we open up the ADA around this whole issue? I fear we will lose more than we will gain. Uh, There are people who would love no more than to open up this legislation, and I I think we really need to be careful what we wish for. Uh, What is in the ADA is the minimum standard, and what we have been successful in Massachusetts at, and and other locations have too, is to argue that we, uh, through our legislators at the state level, uh, have advocated for them to exceed the minimum standard, and we've been successful with that. So, uh, again, if, if we want to go to committee in order to think you know, with the thought process that we're going to start on, down a legislative path on the federal uh, side, I believe that's ill-advised. Thank you. Mike Adino in support. Thank you. I am speaking in support of the referral. 
Uh, we need to get this back to the Transportation Committee so that we can build a stronger uh, resolution that's going to actually represent our needs. As Jeff said, all, all issues are local, especially around transportation, and we don't need state task force in a state such as New York that is so large, and we have downstate and upstate issues with the largest transportation provider in the United States, smack dab in the middle, who doesn't agree with anything we bring to them. So we really need to address this on the local issue, not on the state issue. Even the state issue is too broad, so we don't want to do that in New York State because the person who's going to have the control is the governor, and he controls the MTA in New York City, and, and, and giving him the control is, is just not going to work for us. Thank you. All right, we heard enough debate on the motion to refer to the Transportation Committee. Hearing no requests for the floor to continue, all those in favor of referral to transportation say aye. Aye. All those opposing referral say nay. The nays have it. So the the referral is defeated. We are back to discussion of the resolution. And I'm at a mic. Uh, Please identify yourself. Okay, Maryland Pifo, Columbus, Ohio. Okay. Uh, two points I think are important in the resolution was, unless I missed them, I did not hear. Uh, statistics that I have access to in Columbus, Ohio, show that the paratransit software is denying ADA trips, even when you have the official records from the state that the trip is truly an ADA trip. Another thing that I think is new to address is our transit system changes routes pretty frequently. A lot of times people rent an apartment, buy a house, it's been long time ADA, maybe 20 years, and then they suddenly move a bus and you can't get to work, you have to sell your house. I think there should be something we should present as grandfathering. Madam President, these are exactly all of the very jurisdiction and local issue specific kinds of things that we're hoping these task forces will address. Rick Rick Moore in Massachusetts. I'll recognize Rick. Uh, At the very beginning, Mark, you say seniors and people with disabilities. The very strict um, interpretation of the language uh, in the law is that uh, paratransit is for people with disabilities, and I personally would like to see language change to seniors with disabilities and people with disabilities. It's not all seniors that benefit by paratransit. And sometimes the, the notion of, of people thinking that it's the entire senior population uh, gives some of, the, some of the legislators a little bit of heebie-jeebies. So we will say people with disabilities, including seniors, I think it's important to emphasize the fact yes. that there are older people. Agreed. No, people Agreed. with disabilities, including seniors. Agreed. Seniors with disabilities are a sub-part of that population. Yes. Thank Agreed. you. Agreed. Thank uh, you. Michael Byington. All right. So we, we clarified that. I'll recognize Michael Byington and then Penny Reader. It would be my first preference that we get something out that is relevant on paratransit. However, uh, I'm having trouble adjusting to the last day of the convention being Thursday instead of Friday. (laughs) I realize we can't do that now because this is the last day of the convention. In many states, including mine, there is very little state participation in a public transit period. 
less than 2% of the public transportation budget in uh, all of the jurisdictions that have public transit systems in my state is contributed by state taxpayers or handled by the legislature. The last thing I want to do at this point is to increase in any way or advocate increasing state legislative participation in transportation planning. It would be nice to increase the money they put into it, but they haven't earned a place at the table. I, uh, as well as being legally blind, am a certified orientation and mobility specialist. I have worked in two cities and am familiar with certifying people for paratransit in both Wichita, Kansas and Topeka, Kansas. I know how much we need to be working with our systems at the local level, but I know that that is where the differences are going to be made. This resolution in its current form, and I think it's a little bit too complex to amend on the floor here, is flawed, it encourages the wrong thing, and so reluctantly, I think the best thing we can do is vote it down. Recognize Penny Reader. Thank you, Kim. Um, I think it's a good resolution as far as it goes, but I think it's pretty vague to ask our state affiliates to um, be able to figure out what best practices are and then to communicate them to our local transit agencies. So I would like for the resolution to include a clause which urges the Transportation Committee to assist the state affiliates in this enterprise by researching and promulgating information about best practices. Madam President, we'd regard that as a friendly amendment. We'll include it. Thank you. Any further discussion? All right. Madam President, Gordy Ebert. Is this a point of clarification? Madam President, I have a question. I would, I would like, I have something that I would, before we vote, I would like to change, change one word from states to federal government. Uh, that would not be a recommended change, Grady. It would, serious problems with that, I think. Thank you. All right. The uh, friendly amendment about um, that Penny Reader put forward has been accepted by the chair. Um, if you support this resolution, you vote yes. If you don't, you vote no. Okay? Couldn't be simpler. All right. All those in favor of the resolution say aye. Aye. All those opposed say no. No. The ayes have it. All right. All right. I'm going to check in with our voters. You're not ready yet, right? Ready to go. Voting team? Okay. Let's go. All right. Voting team is not ready yet. So they're still counting. Oh, that's right. What? That's right. All right. We put pause on resolutions. Thank you, Mark. Take a deep breath. And I will turn the microphone over to Mr. Secretary for proceeding to our roll call vote. All right. She, she, almost, she almost let me not work. Uh, <laughs> and we can't have that. All right. So, um, again, I'm going to queue you up. So, 
Alabama, Arizona, Arkansas, California, and Colorado, get into the queue, please. And and Connecticut, uh, you'll be up after these guys. We we gotta say we should say on deck, like in a baseball city, but usually there's only one hitter on deck. So so with that, Alabama, seven votes. Alabama, seven votes. Penny, seven. Reader. Um, Connecticut into the back of the queue. Arizona, two votes. Arizona, two votes for Penny Reader. Two, Reader. Delaware into the back of the queue. Yeah. Arkansas, four votes. Two, Reader, two, Prayan. Two, Reader, two, Prayan. Uh, D.C. into the back of the queue. Uh, California Council of the Blind, 25 votes. California Council, having polled our members on the floor and having received a number of texts and phone calls, <laughs> casts four reader twenty-one praying. Four reader twenty-one praying. Florida to the back of the queue. Colorado two votes. I I mean Colorado two reader two reader. Georgia to the back of the queue. Connecticut one vote. Connecticut, one vote, reader. One reader. Hawaii, to the back of the queue. Delaware, one vote. Delaware casts one vote in favor of Penny Reader. One reader. Illinois, to the back of the queue. D.C., two votes. D.C. casts one vote, Penny, one vote, Vicky. One reader, one praying. Indiana, to the back of the queue. Florida, 25 votes. Florida, 21, Penny, 4, Vicky. 21, Reader, 4, Prayen. Uh, Iowa to the back of the queue. Georgia, 7 votes. Georgia cast 5 votes, Penny, 2, Vicky. 5, Reader, 2, Prayen. Kansas to the back of the queue. Hawaii, 3 votes. <laughs> 3 votes, Vicky. Okay. Three, Prayin. Um, Bluegrass to the back of the queue. Illinois, four votes. 2.5, Reader, 1.5, Prayin. 2.5, Reader, 1.5, Prayin. Kentucky to the back of the queue. Indiana, eight votes. Indiana, five, Vicki Prayin. Three, Penny. Three, Reader, five, Prayin. Um, Louisiana to the back of the queue. Iowa, four votes. Two and a half Penny, one and a half Vicky. Make sure I got my period in there. 2.5 Reader, 1.5 Prayin. Um, Maine to the back of the queue. Kansas, three votes. Kansas, three votes. Penny. Three Reader. Uh, hit control S here. Uh, Maryland. To the back of the queue, Bluegrass, four votes. Uh, Bluegrass casts one vote for Penny Reader and three votes for Vicky. One reader, three praying. Bay State to the back of the queue, Kentucky, 13 votes. Kentucky votes two for Penny and 11 for Vicky. Two reader, 11 praying. Uh, Michigan to the back of the queue. Louisiana, three votes. Louisiana, 2.5 reader, 
2.5 prayan. 2.5 reader, 0.5 prayan. Minnesota to the back of the queue. Um, Maine, two votes. Maine votes two prayin. Okay. Two prayin. Uh, Mississippi to the back of the queue. And ACB of Maryland, three votes. Three votes, Penny. Three reader. Uh, Missouri to the back of the queue. Bay State, uh, Ma- eight votes. Massachusetts, eight votes for Penny Reader. Eight, eight reader. Thank you. Uh, Montana to the back of the queue. Michigan, six votes. Michigan, six, three votes. Praying, three votes. Reader, three reader, three praying. Nebraska to the back of the queue. Minnesota, three votes. Minnesota, three votes. Vicky. Okay, let me get you the right column there. Three praying. Uh, Nevada to the back of the queue. Mississippi, six votes. Mississippi, three votes. Reader, three praying. Three reader, three praying. New York to the back of the queue. Missouri, 25 votes. Missouri casts 25 votes for Penny Reader. 25 reader. Uh, North Carolina to the back of the queue. Montana, two votes. Montana, two praying. Um, two praying. Um, let's see. Uh, we now need North Dakota to the back of the queue. Nebraska, one vote. Nebraska, one vote for our second favorite Buckeye, Vicki Prian. <laughs> one Prian. Okay. Ohio to the back of the queue. Nevada, five votes. Nevada, five votes. Nevada, five votes for Penny. Five reader. Oklahoma to the back of the queue. New York, seven votes. Sorry about that, Ray. Not a problem. Um, I'm sorry. What, eight, eight? Seven? Seven. seven. You got seven. Seven votes, Vicky. Uh, seven praying. Um, Oregon to the back of the queue. North Carolina, four votes. North Carolina, four reader. Four reader. Got it. Okay, uh, Pennsylvania to the back of the queue. North Dakota, eight votes. North Dakota, eight votes praying. Eight praying. Um, Tennessee to the back of the queue. Ohio, eight votes. Ohio, eight, Vicky, two, Petty. Um, you only have eight votes. Oh, I'm sorry. Six, Vicky. Okay. Six, Vicky. Six, six, praying, two, reader. Okay, let's see. Uh, Texas to the back of the queue. Oklahoma, 20 votes. Oklahoma casts 20 votes for Penny Reader. 20, reader. Utah to the back of the queue. Oregon, six votes. Oregon, four for Vicky, two for Penny. My numbers in the right columns there. Two, reader, four, praying. Um, That would be Virginia to the back of the queue. Pennsylvania, nine votes. 
Pennsylvania's nine votes, uh, six for Reader, three for Freehan. Six, Reader, three, Freehan. Washington State to the back of the queue, Tennessee, six votes. Four, Reader, two, Fran. Tennessee. Four. Okay, got it. Tennessee is four, Reader, two, Fran. Mountain State to the back of the queue, Texas, 12 votes. Texas, 7.5 votes for Reader, 4.5 votes for Prayin. 7.5 Reader, 4.5 Prayin. Wisconsin to the back of the queue, Utah, 25 votes. <clears throat> Utah, Utah, 25, there you go. 14 votes Prayin, 11 votes Reader. Write the numbers, okay. Uh, 11 votes, reader, 14, Prayan. Uh, AAVL to the back of the queue. Virginia, two votes. Uh, Virginia votes 0.5 for Penny and 1.5 for Vicky. 0.5, reader, 1.5, Prayan. Uh, teachers to the back of the queue. Washington, 17 votes. Washington casts 17 votes. Reader. Okay. Make sure I got the number right. 17. Reader. Attorneys to the back of the queue. Mountain State, two votes. Mountain State casts two votes for Reader. Two. Reader. And um, diabetics to the back of the queue. Wisconsin, one vote. Wisconsin casts 0.5 votes for Reader and 0.5 votes for Prayan. 0.5 Reader, 0.5 Prayan. <clears throat> um, uh, families to the back of the queue, AAVL, one vote. AAVL, one vote, Reader. One Reader. Um, Government employees to the back of the queue. Teachers, two votes. Uh, American Association of Blind Teachers, yes, two votes. Here you go. There you go. Teachers, one vote, Prayan, one vote, Reader. One Reader, one Prayan. Uh, Lions to the back of the queue. Attorneys, two votes. Mr. Secretary, uh, the attorneys cast one vote, Prayan, one vote, Reader. One, Prayan, one, Reader. Okay. Um, radio amateurs to the back of the queue. Diabetics, three votes. One and point five votes for Reader. And 1.5 votes for Brand. Okay, 1.5 reader, 1.5 Brand. Students to the back of the queue. Families, three votes. Families casts two votes Brand, one vote reader. One reader, two Brand. Bits to the back of the queue. Government employees, one vote. One vote reader. Uh, one reader. Blind Pride to the back of the queue. Lions, three votes. ACB Lions cast three votes for reader. Three reader. Um, 
BRL to the back of the queue. Radio amateurs, one vote. ACB radio amateurs cast one vote, reader. One, <clears throat> excuse me, one reader. Uh, um, CCLVI to the back of the queue. Students, one vote. One vote, Prayan. Okay, one Prayan. Okay, uh, uh, friends in art to the back of the queue. Bits, four votes. Bits, four votes. And for a third... Bits, four votes, reader. Four, reader, okay. Uh, GDUI to the back of the queue. Blind Pride, five votes. Blind Pride, five votes, Penny reader. Five, reader. IV to the back of the queue. BRL, six votes. BRL casts four votes... Reader, two votes, Prahan. Four, reader, two, Prahan. Lua to the back of the queue. CCLVI, 11 votes. CCLVI, seven for Prahan, four for reader. Seven, or yeah, four, reader, seven, Prahan. Uh, vendors to the back of the queue. Friends in Art, three votes. Friends in Art, three votes, reader. Three, reader. Veterans to the back of the queue. GDUI, 18 votes. GDUI, 18 votes, reader. Um, 18, reader. Ivy, two votes. I'm looking for the mic. Sorry. Ivy, there you go. Okay, sorry. Excuse me. I was speaking into a mic that wasn't there. Okay. Ivy casts 1.5, reader, and 0.5, praying. 1.5 reader, 0.5 Brayen. Lua, six votes. Lua casts four votes. Penny reader, two votes. Vicky Brayen. Four reader. Mr. Two. Secretary, I'm yes. sorry. That was supposed to be three votes. Penny reader, three votes. Vicky Brayen. Oh, let me rewrite that. There we go. Three reader, three Brayen. Vendors, 21 votes. A Randolph Shepard Vendors of America casts 15 votes reader and 6 votes Prayan. 15 reader, 6 Prayan. Last but certainly not least, veterans, 1 vote. Visually impaired veterans vote 1 vote, Penny Reader. 1 reader. Um, before I turn the chair, the floor back over to Madam President, um, Jim Crott and Michael Talley, I need to see you to add you to our board contact list. Thank you. That completes roll call. Thank you, Ray. Thank you. All right, we've completed the roll call. The uh, the voting team is working on tabulating all the votes, and we should have a response soon. I think you all deserve a door prize. All right. So door prize, folks. Let's do two or three door prizes. Okay. And then, Madam President, if the convention coordinator can make a couple announcements. I might allow you to. That Gee, would be thanks. Okay. <laughs> okay. We have from MCB a keychain and $10, and the name is? 
Nancy Lynn from St. Louis. Nancy? Nancy nope. Lynn, no. Okay. Leo LaCampbell from Louisiana. Oh, Louisiana again. Stand up and congratulations. Okay. Now, now we have, um, again, another keychain from MCB and another $10. Teresa Petrie. She is, she, she is here, right? Yep. Yes, she is. Okay. All right. Next prize. Good job. We, hey, we're doing, let's do three for three. Okay, <laughs> three for MCB, three. We've got another keychain and $10, and the name is Jeff Wheatley from Kentucky. Oh, not here. No. Okay. You broke your record. <laughs> Sandra Millette from Ohio. Not here. Aaron Mayer from Kansas City. Not here. Okay, keep going. Lily Wilson. Okay. Is Lily yep, not she's here. here? No, that was not here. <laughs> She is here. She is here. She is here. Lily, you're here. Can we do one more since we're going so quickly? Sure. Okay, again, from MCB, a keychain and $10. The name is Sharon O'Toole from Pennsylvania. Another name? Nope. Alicia Rogan from Hawaii. Is she here? No. (laughs) Herbert from Louisiana. Who from Louisiana? Didn't didn't catch that name. Herbert Reader? Okay. Not here. Louisiana. Oh, he is here. There we go. Okay. (laughs) All right. So how many do we have left for the end? Three? Four. Four? All right. We'll do four at the very end. And while we're still waiting on our vote tally, um, I do have some pretty good news for all of you. Would you like to have an afternoon for yourselves to do whatever you'd like to do? (laughs) Well, once we get the vote on the election, we have maybe 30 minutes of uh, resolutions or so. So uh, I think if we stick to it, we can push through and be out of here by maybe 12.30. You can eat lunch. All right. We are ready to announce the outcome of the election. I'll recognize Nancy Becker. Okay. Whoops. There's a, there's a grand total of seven 140 votes. 461 are for Penny Reader. 279 are for Vicki Pran. So I will do the breakdown. So, so first for the grand totals, 62.3% voted for Penny. 37.7% voted for Vicki. So on the affiliate votes... There was a total of 400 votes, 255 was for Penny, 145 was for Vicki, 
That is 63.8% for Penny and 36.3% for Vicki. Right. On the individual votes, 206 were for Penny, 134 were for Vicki. So on the individual votes, Penny had 60.6% and Vicki had 39.4%. Right. Congratulations, Penny. Thank you, dear. Penny, are you at a microphone? I am looking for it. That's right. Got it. Second. Thank you all very much for your vote. I promise to uh, remember that the BOP works for the membership of ACB, and the BOP works to let the rest of the world know what a fabulous organization ACB is. I'm honored to. Uh, have uh, your acclamation, and I'm going to work hard for you. So come and find me when you have things to say to the BOP, and we'll make sure we take care of them. Thank you so much. Thank you, Penny. All right. I will recognize Janet Dickelman for some announcements. Thank you. Um... <laughs> Mikey wants to pull the plug on my mic. <laughs> Thanks, Mr. Wiseman. All right. At the Lost and Found. I can't believe someone has not claimed their book port, but there is still a book port at the Lost and Found. There are also three folding canes and two pairs of sunglasses. There is a Bluetooth headphone. There is a mini mall gift certificate. Oh, and there the is mall is open. You can spend it right now. Yeah. And there is a bag of dog toys and a dog bowl that I believe was left in the auction. Oh. <laughs> well, I, I, that dog's been looking for that prize. I, I believe that item has been claimed. Um, We also have some very big items that have been lost, and if anyone has seen these, please, please, please return them to the information desk. We are looking for a Braille Apex, and we are looking for a Victor Stream Trekker. We are also looking for a glasses case. So if anyone has any of those, please bring them to the information desk. Does anyone not know that Mark Twain leaves tomorrow morning at 5.30 a.m.? And I've lost a bag. Oh, we also, all right, hot off the presses here. We have also a bag of knitting has been lost. Any idea where you lost it? Uh-oh. And... A change to the schedule. I've announced this several times, but the life member reception this this evening for ACB life members only has been moved to Grand A and B. And hope to see you all at the banquet. You need to have a ticket for the banquet to attend. And thank you very much, Madam President. Is Grand A and B on this level? Wait. (laughs) I don't remember. Okay. Wait. Wait. I just got more. 
There's a Ray-Ban sunglass case that's been found, and I know someone was looking for that, had stopped at the information desk. I don't know if it was a Ray-Ban one or not, but if you've lost a glasses case, and I'm sorry, what was the other one? Oh, a charger with the ACB logo on, and they were both found uh-huh. in here, I believe. Okay. All right. And are you going to tell me where Grand A and B are? Am I going to tell you where Grand A yeah. and B are? Do you want no. me to? <laughs> she doesn't they, want me to come to the Life Members Reception. I do. I just uh, want, if you don't, Grand don't A remember. and Grand B are right. They're part of this ballroom. That's what I thought. They're the okay, they're on the ballroom. this level. Yep, they're on this level just okay. off to your and right. And the banquet will the be... The banquet will be in Region C, A, B, and C, which is basically also on this level across the hall. Got it. So come in here, Michael Cleveland and Brian Allen. Thank you very much. It's going to be a great banquet. It will be. All right. Are we ready to go back to resolutions? So let's get cracking. All right. Madam President, I need to ask a quick question about the life. uh, uh, Member reception? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Are we allowed to bring a guest or not? I've forgotten. What? Um, Janet? I I think it's... Just for members, life members? Yes. Okay. It's just life members. That is my, well, that's up to you, Madam President, but that is my understanding also because the life membership is quite an honor and it is to honor our ACB life members. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Madam President, Greg Holland, point of inquiry. Point of, go Uh, ahead. um, Mark, what number are we on on resolution? Is that right? What? How many resolutions? Twelve so far we've adopted? Uh, gee, let's see. Step Thirteen. Trevino with an announcement. Hold on till we get an answer to the question 13. on the floor. Thirteen, thirteen, thirteen. We've done thirteen. We've done thirteen. Okay. Deb Trevino, go ahead. Just real quick. Um, Closer to the mic, please. The Trevinos have a couple of extra ham sandwiches if anybody needs lunch. <laughs> oh, my goodness. How could we? So Trevinos have a ham sandwich or two. They're willing to share. If you're near Delaware, stop in. <laughs> Take a bite and share it with your neighbor. <laughs> so, all right. All right, I'm going to go back and recognize Mark Reichert to continue we're on the last legs here, so and stay with us. And if you all are behaved, we might be able to get out sometime before Mark's braille fish squeaks women past his eyes, because I tell you what, the coffee's backed up. I bet you guys are feeling the same way. This resolution's about WAMADA. I think we're Well, in part, it's about that. Hold on. This message is about um, that. Whereas over the past several years, a number of accidents have occurred in which people who are blind or who have low vision have fallen to the tracks between rail cars. And whereas for decades ACB has consistently advocated for measures to prevent such accidents from occurring, 
And whereas, as an example, a blind individual recently fell on the subway tracks in Washington, D.C. Now, therefore, be it resolved that this organization calls upon the U.S. Department of Transportation to enforce all laws and rules which prevent such accidents from occurring. And be it further resolved that this organization strongly encourages local and state affiliates uh, to work with transit districts to assure compliance with appropriate safety standards. And, of course... Uh, with sympathy for uh, our fallen colleague, uh, we offer a, uh, this resolution up as a due pass recommendation. Resolution has been put on the floor. The motion's been made and seconded. Is there any discussion? Excuse me? Was that wait, wait? Don't tell me? Great show on PBS, NPR, love it. <laughs> Go ahead, please, at the microphone, and identify yourself. John McCann. Thank you. Very briefly, uh, I think it might be appropriate, as was further uh, was stated earlier uh, by my colleague Doug Powell, that would re recognize be uh, a better word to substitute for appropriate. Recognize standards. Recognize standards. Sure, why not? I think that's viewed as a friendly amendment. Thank Excellent. you. Thank you. With that done, thank you. Okay. Hearing no other discussion, all those in favor of this resolution signify by saying aye. Aye. Opposed? The resolution is adopted. Thank you. We're now moving on. This is a resolution about audio description. Anybody like audio description out there? Do you get frustrated when you can't figure out why you can't get audio description? Would you like to talk to somebody about it? Other than just people at convention. Well, this resolution's for you. Whereas audio description is mandated on the four broadcast networks and the top five non-broadcast networks by the 21st Century Communications and Video Accessibility Act, or CVAA. And... There we go. Whereas the Federal Communications Commission, FCC, oversees the enforcement of the CVAA, which includes both audio description and closed captioning for people who are deaf or hard of hearing. And whereas if consumers have a complaint or concern about the quality of audio description, it is nearly impossible for uh, consumers to reach an appropriate contact uh, if such contact even exists at all. And whereas... Good job. Whereas the FCC already has regulations requiring uh, the broadcast and non-broadcast networks to have a consumer point of contact to address issues of quality and standards for captioning. And whereas the FCC also maintains a database to list such points of contact. Uh, and whereas people who are blind or visually impaired need a complete 
comparable structure for audio description. Now, therefore, be it resolved by us that this organization work with the FCC to require all broadcast and non-broadcast networks providing audio description to establish a clear point of contact to address issues of quality and standards for audio description. And Mark makes a face into the microphone as he says, do pass. <laughs> All right. Motion's been made and seconded. Is there any discussion? All right. Hearing none, all those in favor of this resolution say aye. Aye. Opposed? The resolution is adopted. Cooking with gas. This next resolution (laughs) is something that's near and dear to all of our hearts, but especially our good old president, Kim Charlson. This is about NLS and Braille. Y'all like talking books? Of course you do. You like Braille? Oh, yeah. Y'all like lunch, too, I know. So he says... Stop making your comments and just read it. Whereas the National Library Service for the Blind and Physically Handicapped, or NLS, demonstrated technological innovation by creating access to Braille titles when Web Braille was created more than a decade ago. And whereas over time, Web Braille was integrated into the BARD application, which has made Braille and audio titles directly downloadable to qualified patrons, uh, computers, patrons apostrophe S, And whereas both the web braille and the BARD system have only made available electronic versions of books and magazines that have already been released as hard copy braille titles. And whereas this means that the standard for most Braille titles involves the use of 40 characters per line. And whereas the quantity of hard copy Braille produced each year has been limited by a decline in the number and capacity of Braille producers in the United States. And whereas electronic Braille displays are becoming less expensive, and whereas there are a wide range of sizes of Braille displays now available which run from 10 to 80 available characters per line, and whereas this means that the standard hard copy uh, files often result in a combination of full and nearly empty lines on displays that are becoming less likely to be 40 characters per line. Now, therefore, be it resolved that this organization, along with its affiliate, Library Users of America, and the Braille Revival League, strongly urges NLS to consider producing electronic Braille books in greater numbers than those produced in hard copy. And be it further resolved that ACB... Uh, commends NLS for beginning to work on creating different <clears throat> elements uh, of bra- elements. Yes, elements of Braille output using document uh, flow and using document flow. And we also urge that NLS consider developing a format for electronic braille not tied to the specifications that would apply to the production of hard copy braille books 
We recommend it do pass. All right. Motion's been made and seconded. Is there any discussion? All right. Hearing none, all those in favor of this resolution signify by saying aye. Aye. Opposed? The resolution is adopted. More on libraries. This one's about public libraries. I hope you uh, have a library card. Do you have a library card? Clap your hand. Whereas access to local public libraries is mandated under Title II of the Americans with Disabilities Act, ADA, and whereas, despite some serious efforts uh, to recognize the needs of people who are blind uh, by such libraries, virtually every public library is significantly deficient in meeting accessibility requirements for this population. And whereas the traditional approach to ADA compliance does not appear to be working at this time. And whereas the, uh, through the American Library Association and other en- entities... There are clear standards that are used for such things as collection development and other library-specific areas. And whereas the advantage of the, in quote, standards, quote, approach, is that it offers all libraries clear ways of meeting the expectation that library science professionals believe ought to apply to every library. Now, therefore, be it resolved that this organization, along with its affiliate Library Users of America, uh, hereby asks the Information Access Committee to join uh, Lua to reach out to standard-setting bodies of the American Library Association and other entities uh, deemed appropriate to advocate that these standards include accessibility components and be it further resolved that, among other things, elements to be incorporated into such standards should include accessibility of websites, accessibility of electronic books available for uh, loan, accessibility of computers that are available for patrons' use, specific outreach, Uh, (laughs) components for people who are blind or who have low vision, and periodic evaluation of accessibility compliance. And believe it or not, be it further resolved that the Information Access Committee and Library Users of America are hereby required to report to the 2019 Conference and Convention of the American Council of the Blind on what progress has been made to implement this resolution. We recommend a new pass. Podium for a second. All right. Recommended the motion on the floor has been seconded. All, any discussion? All right. All those in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? The resolution is adopted. So eventually, I am going to throw Mark a little, little itsy bitsy curveball and recognize Katie Frederick for an announcement. Okay. Give him a break. <laughs> All right, good afternoon, everyone. Just a brief announcement for those 
of us who are currently on the ACB Board of Directors, as well as the Board of Publications. Tonight at 6 p.m., we will meet here in the grand, um, outside the grand ballroom to take pictures with Dennis Becker, the photographer. So that's tonight at 6 p.m. here. Uh-oh. <laughs> we do it at 5.45? It's 5.30 to 6.30. Oh, it is? Okay. We can, uh, you want to do it? Oh, yeah. Okay. We'll do it after. If you're, if you're a life member, um, your photo will be taken so that you can go to your little reception and have a party. So again, for those on the board and BOP, 6 o'clock <laughs> outside the Grand Ballroom. Thank you. Okay. Okay. Yeah, we'll just All right. we'll make, we'll let you go. Last. Good. Okay. I didn't hear the question. It's not a serious question. Oh. Ladies and gentlemen, pictures of the resolutions committee members at the bar will be happening immediately following this session. (laughs) It's one way to get new members of the committee. All right, Mr. Wright. Can we get going? Thank you. This next one, how many people like watching TV? Might be one or two of you out there. Where is the multiplicity of TV programming delivery methods available today along with the growth in the number of markets where audio described television programming is available? Come on. Right has the potential to exponentially increase the demand for audio description. And whereas for this anticipated increased demand to be satisfied, consumers of described television must have a convenient and reliable means for browsing among and selecting audio described programming. And whereas at this time, other than the uh, manually gathered American Council of the Blinds audio description project website listing, there is no reliable automatic digital listing. Uh, eh? Yes, there is no reliable automatic, automatic digital listing <sighs> of... Hold on. I get so tired of that. Right. By the broadcast and non-broadcast networks that electronic program guides can incorporate into uh, to provide consumers with timely and accurate notice of all available audio-described programming. And whereas such a listing would better enable set-top boxes to provide consumers with ready access to audio description via meaningful electronic program guides, and whereas for well over a decade there has been a commitment to ensure that all closed-captioned programs are appropriately listed in electronic program guides. Now, therefore, be it resolved that this organization strongly urges the Federal Communications Commission, FCC, to exercise all appropriate authority to require the broadcast and non-broadcast networks to establish and or join an automated digital listing of all available audio-described programming. 
and be it further resolved that the FCC monitor such listings on an ongoing basis for quality uh, assurance and to ensure that such listings pr uh, provide consumers with audio of audio described programming with a level of service equal to that provided today to consumers of closed captioned uh, television. We recommend a do pass. Excellent. Motion's been made and seconded to adopt this resolution. Is there any discussion? Hearing none, all those in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Thank you. <laughs> all right. The, the resolution is adopted. Do we have another resolution? The, don't, we, don't we ever. Don't we ever. Um, this one is about audio description at the White House. <laughs> I, I, you know, honestly, I, I, I want to be, I don't mean just for resolutions, I want to be invited back to ACB, so this time I'm not making any jokes, okay? okay? You can just imagine what jokes might be going through Mark's mind right now, and whichever one side you want to be on, that's the joke I'm not making, okay? <laughs> just, just saying. <laughs> Sometimes he can exercise restraint. Look at that. It's amazing. Might be growing up. Who knows? Whereas the Audio Description Project, or ADP, was proud to have worked with the White House to develop an audio-described version of the White House Tour. And whereas many people who are blind or who have low vision were able to benefit from the wealth of information that far ex uh, exceeds that which would be available on a regular tour provided by actual White House guides. And whereas the audio described version of the White House tour is currently not being utilized... Yeah. Utilized there. Okay. I mean, of course, it's there. It's at the White House, so it's there. <laughs> now, therefore, be it resolved that the American Council of the Blind reiterates our ongoing uh, assertion that an experience that is carefully and effectively described includes more information than can possibly be provided by an in-person guide. And be it further resolved that we urge the White House to take steps to reinstate the described tour as soon as possible and to make Mexico pay for it. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> You just couldn't not do it, could you? Couldn't make it couldn't. all the way through. I'm sorry. I'm, it, look, don't mean to offend. It ends at, at the tour as soon as possible. And in all seriousness, regardless of who sits in that White House, we need that tour described. And that's why we recommend a do-pass. Do all right. Many seconds. All right. The... Uh, Resolution, motion's been made and seconded. All those in favor say aye. aye. Opposed?
The resolution is adopted. We are now, ladies and gentlemen, in the home stretch. And here's a fun one for you. Because this, of course, has no controversy to it whatsoever. You ever heard, heard of a thing called net neutrality? Yeah. He, uh, he won't tell me how many more, but we're in the final stretch. None of your business. You're going to be out. And, <laughs> you're going to be out in he 10 minutes. He won't give me a you're number, be but out he says and, we're close. The more that you ask questions, the longer you're going to be sitting here. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? Whereas, well, you know, democracy only has, you know, has its limits, right? <laughs> Whereas access to the internet as a conduit of information and knowledge is a fundamental civil and human right which should be available to all individuals, including people with disabilities. And whereas the American Council of the Blind in 2017 joined eight other disability organizations in <clears throat> filing a public comment with the FCC in support of maintaining net neutrality. And whereas a vote may be expected this fall in the United States House of Representatives on an initiative uh, that was introduced by Senator Ed Markey of Massachusetts. True hero of ours for sure. Now therefore be it resolved that this organization continues its advocacy in support of net neutrality. And the committee does recommend a due pass. It has been moved and seconded. Is there any discussion? If, the, if there's discussion, please come to a microphone. There's a microphone right here. Okay, but please identify yourself. Please identify yourself. We're getting to a microphone. Okay. Steve Blow, I gotta move this up if I can. Okay, go ahead. Uh, I guess I'll uh, lean down, slouch down a little. <laughs> You're Steve... not going to talk that long, are you? <laughs> no, no, I hope not. Okay. <laughs> Steve Plough from uh, New York, and also uh, first vice president of Avia. Um, my concern is uh, only with the some of the wording of the resolution to call uh, access to the internet a fundamental civil and human right cheapens that all the other rights. Look, fundamental is like a constitutional right, a right given by um, by God or by uh, you know, ancient um, things like the Magna Carta. Fundam it's just it's just not appropriate to call access to the internet, which is a nice thing, a fundamental right. So, uh, a, very, uh, a very important right, um, or, a, very, uh, or a, a great privilege, but it just, the, the organization has to be careful in what it, what it considers uh, fundamental, I think. Mr. Riker, do you have a response? The to only that? thing I would say is that clearly the majority of the committee believes that this is important. It's rec we've recommended a due pass, and clearly the committee believes that uh, you know if if the internet and access to information wasn't so essential. Um, maybe we feel differently about it. I would also say that I think there is a growing international sense that access to information 
is indeed a fundamental human, civil and human right. I think, I, I appreciate your comment. I do think there is, you know, sometimes that fundamental civil and human rights rhetoric can get out of hand. I do think that there are plenty of people who agree with it, uh, though, and, and certainly from the standpoint of the committee, we wouldn't regard fiddling with that language as a friendly amendment, so we're going to have to... Um, but with a conduit, that. we can do it, right? Excuse so, me. Are, is there are, any other discussion? Yes. Please identify yourself. This is Gabriel Lopez Cafati from Blind Pride. Go ahead. I think um, with an increasing amount of activities being conducted on the internet, um, I would say last statistic I read is about 75% of activities today being conducted online, whether that be shopping, connecting with loved ones, traveling making other types of arrangements. I think calling it a fundamental right is totally on point. I agree. Thank you. And I believe it is, uh, it is totally correct to call it a fundamental right. Right. All right. The question has been called for. All those in support of this resolution signify by saying aye. Aye. Opposed? No. The resolution is adopted. Ladies and gentlemen, I have some good news for you. Other than our thank you resolutions, y'all are done. Really? I know, listen, I know things, you know, people... I need your attention just for a little bit more. I know that it, this is, it's, it's important. We make a practice of recognizing the members of our committees, and I want to say, as I've said before, that I would hope that every one of the chairs uh, that Kim has appointed uh, have committees that are as dedicated as ours uh, is, and I want to mention their names. Um, First, let's start with the ladies. Alice Richart, Jill Noble, uh, Deanne Elliott, and uh, there's somebody named Kim Charlson who's our board liaison, Uh, but we also have a young lady by the name of Claire Stanley who's a new uh, ACB staff member, Dynamic Soul, and it's great to have her be part of our ACB family. Family, so give the ladies of resolutions a round of applause. I think there might actually be more women than men that are officially on the committee, which might explain the coherence uh, of the resolutions. Okay, I understood that. That was clear as a bell. All of these ladies have contributed tremendously, and I really do appreciate it. As far as the men on the committee, uh, Paul Edwards. Paul, of course, past president of ACB, no, needs no introduction. I say this all the time, but really, Paul, thank you. Um, we certainly could not have done it this time again without your help. You are a resolutions machine, sir. Jeff Tom, of course, as always, uh, your insight and uh, the history with the organization and giving us good advice is fabulous. And John Huffman, thank you so much. I want everyone to know, John, of course, as you know, his own committee, so he's got a lot of work to do, but simply because one of us picked up the phone one day and said, John, you know, sometimes there are constitutional bylaws issues, we really need you to work on them with us, would you please, please, please consider staying? And he said, sure, and he shows up all the time, doesn't complain, and has always a good thing to offer, uh, so John, thank you so much. And of course, to our very own staff uh, uh, member on the committee, Tony Stevens, let's give them all a round of applause. All right. 
As you know, you faithful adherents to resolutions, this time of year we do three resolutions, we do them as a block, and uh, you know they may seem like pro forma, you know, little exercises to you, but believe it or not, they actually do matter, because I know the central office, our national office, gets these things out, makes sure that they help with our relationships, not only with the hotel, but the host committees and our volunteers, and that's what we're going to do. So we'll take these up as a package, and certainly let's hear how you feel about these folks, okay? So the first one on the hotel, whereas it is appropriate that this conference and convention express its thanks and appreciation to our host hotel. Now, therefore, be it resolved that this organization communicate our deep gratitude to the management and staff of the Union Station Hotel for their warm welcome, very hard work, and hospitality. Let's give them a big round of applause. Next, ladies and gentlemen, for our hosts, whereas the strength of the American Council of the Blind lies in each of its individual members and in each of its state and special interest affiliates. If you could kindly kill it. Thank you very much. Now, therefore, be it resolved that this organization express its heartfelt congratulations and thanks to this year's convention host committee and to the women and men of the Missouri Council of the Blind for their enthusiastic welcome, the untold hours of planning and hard work, and the tremendous privilege of bringing our national conference and convention to the Show Me State, where you have definitively shown us just how it's done. Let's give them a big round of Once a year, I get to use a cheesy radio voice all week. It's awesome. You really ought to try it. I'm telling you. That and the tremendous pay you get for this job, I mean, it's, it's, it's the best thing in the world. Now, in all seriousness, guys, we're, we're almost done here, okay? But this is pretty serious, and, and I want you to, 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 to give it the appropriate due level of respect. So, whereas there are no more valuable things in this life than a kind word an open hand, a supportive shoulder, a warm heart, and a willing elbow. <laughs> now, therefore, be it resolved that this organization warmly embraces and most sincerely thanks each and every individual volunteer who so selflessly and graciously gave of their time and energy. You have been our convention's gateway to success. Madam President, all three of these resolutions we recommend a due pass. Roundly seconded. All those in favor say aye. Opposed? Shh. <laughs> <laughs> the resolutions of appreciation are soundly approved. Madam President, that concludes this year's resolution report. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Madam Chair.
Karen. Thank Madam you. A personal privilege. I am. Um, hold on. I do want to personally express my thanks to the chair of the resolutions committee for the hard work and entertainment and all of the late nights that all of that committee put put forth. Thank you, Mark, and the committee. Madam I'll Karen recognize Campbell, a personal privilege. I'll recognize Karen Campbell. Thank you. Um, I just want to say, on, as chair of the SASE committee, and on behalf of that committee, thank you, thank you, thank you to Rick Morin for his work on the AV, particularly with the ALDs. And I also want to thank Carl Richardson, a member of my committee, for his hard work in that area as well. Thank you, Rick. Thank you, Carl. Without you, it wouldn't have come off as well as it did. Thank you thank again. You. Thank you, Karen. And to all the, the members of the AV team, there are a lot of people behind the scenes that make these things work. So I want to express my personal um, appreciation to Rick, to Joe Yee, to Carl, to Jay, all the guys and ladies, whoever helped, you're, you're the best. Madam Thank Chair. Um, one moment before I forget something that I meant to say, which is those of you who are using assistive listening devices or those of you who have cartridge programs that you would like to return, Nancy Becker will be up front at the head table, and she will accept your, your uh, ALDs or cartridges back for your deposit return. How about gadgets? Huh. Madam Chair. How about what? Oh, come on. Madam Chair. Who's? Badges. Oh, badges. Yeah. Badges. <laughs> I don't know what we do with our badges. Throw them in the trash. <laughs> <laughs> Madam Chair. You, I believe I am told that you need your badge for the banquet. So don't throw it up in the air or on the floor or any of those kind of things. You need to keep it with you just a little longer. It's your friend. It will get you into the banquet. All right. I think I'm going to recognize. Is it Carla? Yes. Okay. First of all, I would like to take this opportunity to thank my mini-mall committee and all the people who have helped with the mini-mall this week. On the committee, and I hope I don't leave anyone out, um, is George Holliday, Cindy Labon, Fran Sign, Deanna Noriega, Carrie Bishop, Patty Cox, and uh, I think, oh, and DJ McIntyre. Helping out with the mini mall this week, in addition to members of the committee, excuse me, have been Samantha Hubbard and um, Amanda Selm. Shirley Stivers has been in there. Lyle Sign has been doing duty in the mini mall. David Cox. And um, I hope I haven't... Oh, and Vicki Volk. And Vicki is also on the committee. There you go. I said Vicki. She just said Vicki. Vicki Volk. I was about to correct her on that one, and she caught herself. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Vicki Volk, yes. yes. And um, 
And and so I, I want to really I want to thank all of them. At the mini mall could not happen unless there's a, a whole group of people to help make it happen. I also want to thank Mike Smitherman for all of his help in the exhibit hall. Um, these kinds of things could not happen without his ongoing and tireless dedication. Um, now. You still have an opportunity to shop at the mini mall. <laughs> we could not do without the opportunity to shop. And if you also need things like um, door prizes for your affiliates or uh, other items that might be of help to your affiliate, come back and see us. We're in the back of the room. Um, we also have Braille Forum tickets. You can purchase those Braille Farm tickets, giving you the opportunity to win $5,000 tonight at the banquet. So come on back and see us. Thanks so much for all your support at the Mini Mall, and uh, we hope to see you in the back of the room real quick. Thank you. Information, Madam thank, President. thank you, Carla, and thank you for all your hard work as chair of the Mini Mall. Oh I got it. Much appreciated. Madam President. I want to remind President. you that we are going to do some door prizes real soon. So yeah, we I have some. Yeah, I, I have. Sleep. Hold on. Hold on. I got another announcement before I forget it. Re regarding the board picture, there seems to be some confusion, and I don't know if Katie is still here. If she can, or Kelly, can clarify that you said what time and where again. So, I, be I believe it was 6 p.m. Yes, and 6 p.m. Thank you, Katie. Outside the Grand Ballroom here, we'll meet in that, in that hallway outside the Grand Ballroom for the picture. Six o'clock. Six o'clock. All right. Someone has asked for the chair. Yes, uh, Frank Ventura, Massachusetts. Thank you, Frank. Go ahead. Thank you, Madam President. Uh, in the past couple of years of conventions, there's been some difficulty with accessible signage and access to information, particularly for those of us who prefer electronic formats. I'd like to give my compliments to the convention committee that this year there have been no issues, and I appreciate the changes and improvements. Thank you very much. I'll make sure that the convention committee hears your, your um, appreciation. Right. Madam President. Yes, I'm going to recognize Denny and then Ray Campbell. Okay. Go ahead. On Denny. behalf of the Missouri Council of the Blind, I would like to thank the American Council of the Blind for meeting us in St. Louis this year. It's been a great convention, and we uh, appreciate all of you coming. And if you have any complaints, please see Chris Gray. He's the one to take care of it. Okay? Thank you all very much. <laughs> Ray Campbell. Ma Madam Chair, this is the Secretary uh, Ray Campbell. First of all, I'm going to put on my Illinois hat for a second. Um, an announcement for all of the Illinois folks. Um, tonight, 30 minutes after the banquet, if any of you from Illinois would like to come up to Suite 3220, help me clean out my beer and stuff. I've got a little bit of beer and some orange juice and stuff like that. So if you want to come up and help clean out, that would be, uh, that would be fantastic. Um, and um, I believe that's all I have. Thank you. All right. Announcement here. Uh, please identify yourself. Dave Trevino. Okay. We've still got uh, Jack Rondell detective stories available. They're on a data CD, which will play in computers and some CD players. Or if you, can, if you have a thumb drive and you can hang with me for 14 minutes or so, 
I can download a copy to you. They're $10. The two stories are the message that wasn't there and the wrong trumpet. Thank you. Do we have our door prize for the last few door prizes today? Here she is. First name is Wilma Chestnut from Missouri. Is that, is she here? Yeah. She is here. here. Okay, great. What did she win? You forgot to tell us. She won a keychain and $10 from MCB. (laughs) Okay. Okay, the next one is Jim Jarrad from Nebraska. Okay, he's here. What did he win? Okay. Derek Goodlow. Oh, Vera Goodlow. Vera Goodlow is here in the back. Yes. Here we go. Okay. okay. Next name. Janelle Morris from Missouri. Janelle is here. Is she here? Yes, stand up, and that's the last one. The others will be drawn at the banquet. Is there any other business to come before the convention? No, just come visit St. Louis again. We're a great city, and we're proud of our history, and please come see us. All right, I need to tell you that someone has lost a cricket phone over near the Texas delegation. Check your phones, quick. Missing cricket phone. All right. Any last announcements? All right. What I want to say is St. Louis has been great, but 2019 is taking us back to the East Coast, my hometown. Yes. So, uh... Get ready, get set for Rochester, New York in 2019. All right. We'll be, the board of directors will be going there the first weekend of October to check things out and uh, make things work as smooth as we can for the 2019 convention. All right. Any other announcements? Kim, where is lost and found? Where is lost and found? I believe it's at the information desk, unless you have that cricket phone. So the information desk has lost and found items. All right. Hearing no further business to come before the convention at this time, is there a collective motion to adjourn? So moved. All those in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? All right, we are adjourned. Thank you to all of you, and thank you to all of our listeners on ACB Radio. It's been a great convention, and I'm looking forward to 2019. Safe travels to all of you, and we'll see you at the banquet.